Shabbat Shalom, Body Messiah. Mark Pulley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching concerning Yahweh's laws and commandments. We have been brought indoors because in Florida, in our 20 years living here, it has never been this hot and humid. Um, so it's just way too hot. I love sitting outside in the morning and in that atmosphere teaching Yahweh's word and giving people the opportunity to, to see a little bit of the background of Florida, but not in this week or not in the next few weeks. Um, but nonetheless, I pray that your Shabbat is going great. I pray that your week was good, and I pray like always that we are always growing and increasing in our knowledge of Yahweh's laws and commandments. So today I want to share something with you that I prepared a teaching a, a year or two ago, but just never felt the right time to teach it, maybe because I didn't fully grasp it myself, or maybe because it just wasn't the right time of Yahweh. But it is, I do have a release to teach it, and that is concerning the cross, that it is a pagan symbol. It's rooted in paganism. It came from Egypt, and we're going to go through this. And my source for this information, um, there was a lot of good teachings, even by quote-unquote Christian ministries, Church of God, I don't like to use that term, but that's their, their, their name. And even some of them have brought some good biblical teaching on it yesterday, don't know his name is Yeshua yet, and they refer to him as Christ, which we know is a pagan word uh, for pagan deities, because all pagan deities were named Christos in the Greek, or Christ, and that is not Yeshua. Yeshua is the Messiah, Hamashiach, which means the Anointed One, the, the Messiah. And so... I understand, just like we used to be, we loved the Creator, uh, but we were deceived in thinking that the cross was what Yahshua, the Messiah, was crucified in, on. And no one taught us any different, and the, most of the church is not going to teach you any of these things. They're not going to encourage you to research it. And, and that's what I'm encouraging you to do. If you just Google the origin of the cross, Tammuz, and you will see how the T represents Tammuz, and it represents... Tammuz, Baal, Sun, Deity, Worship. And Constantine was a Tammuz 
worship her. It's a fact. It's a history fact. And understand this about history. You can't change history to mean something different. For example, when you think of Nazi Germany, when you think of Hitler, you cannot change the facts of history of what he did and who he was into something more positive. You can't do that. History is history. What took place in history are facts of history and they remain facts of history and you cannot change them. Now Constantine tried to do this and he's been successful to a certain degree. To get people to think they're worshiping Yahweh and his son Yahshua by wearing a cross on their, you know, on a necklace or have it on the wall of their home. Churches have it on their steeples. They have it inside their building. But they do not have any understanding that that represents Tammuz, not the son of Yahweh. And when, and we're going to see this in the scripture, when you look up the original language where the word cross was used in the renewed covenant, or what people call the New Testament, you will see every time it means stake or a pole, a straight pole, not a T. So when you wear a cross, have a cross in your home, go to a, a ministry that, that worships with a cross, that has a cross as a focus, you then are involved in paganism. You then are classified by your actions as a pagan worshiper, even if you're totally ignorant of it, like we were when we were in Christianity. <clears throat> so when we found out about this, all we could say is, wow. And then be repentant and ask Yahweh to forgive us of our ignorance. And that's basically what it is. And what did Hosea say about being ignorant of Yahweh's laws and commandments. He said you will perish. The other thing about being involved in not knowing the roots of the cross, and if you're going to one of these churches or you're wearing these, you know, trying to testify that you are a believer, is that you open the door to the demonic. And see, you see many people, especially in Hollywood and in the music industry, they wear these crosses. And it's not a biblical symbol. They're testifying that their Elohim, their God, is Baal and Tammuz or Hasatan or Satan himself. So let me just share with you, I put this out on Facebook. And let me just share with you what I wrote. 
And then we're going to just look at a few scriptures so that you will see that. And I wrote, quote, The cross is not a biblical symbol for Torah believers. Now, where I got this, my source, my main source in this is from Vine's expository definition of Old Testament and New Testament words. So if you get yourself a Vine's or any other good concordance, and you look these things up, you're going to see it, and you're going to be shocked. You're going to be amazed. And you're going to think, how was I never taught this? And see, these things aren't taught outside of Torah, believers, Torah ministries. Now, granted, there are a few uh, ministries that do teach this, that are not quote-unquote Torah yet. All right. The cross originated in ancient Babylon. Now, if you do any research on Google, you're going to find this out. The shape of the cross had its origin in ancient Chaldea and was used as the symbol of the god Tammuz. Now, Chaldea is around and is in Babylon. So all this comes out of Babylon. That's why in the book of Revelation, Yahshua, through the Apostle, Paul, through the Apostle John, excuse me, said, we are to come out from among Babylon and be separate, be set apart. The word Hebrew means to cross over. So when you say, I'm a Hebrew, that means you have crossed over from paganism into Yahweh's laws and commandments. The letter T, or the T for the cross, T is the initial of the name Tammuz and was used as a religious symbol to worship him. Wasn't used as a symbol to worship Yahweh. Wasn't used even in the New Testament as a symbol to worship the Messiah. It didn't start to project that, and deceptively, if I, if I may, that it is used that Constantine created the symbol, or the enemy gave him a vision of that symbol, and he deceptively, and Christianity has continued in this deception, to deceive us into thinking it has something to do with the Hebrew Messiah. And it does not. Yahweh hates anything that is pagan. He disciplined and cursed 
Israel when they got involved in paganism. He would never accept a mixture of paganism and truth. He never did in, in the Old Testament, in the Torah, and, he, and in the prophets, and he won't today. Our culture might, religion might, but the creator of heaven and earth will not. The cross is the letter T for Tammuz. That is why all pagan Tammuz sun god worshipers worship on Sunday. Because Constantine dedicated, and it was taking place way before this, but he dedicated that Sunday is the day of worship, and it's a day of worship for and towards Tammuz. That's why Constantine had the cross created to get you to think you're worshiping the Hebrew Messiah, but you weren't really worshiping Tammuz, who is a pagan deity. You can't change history to make it say something it doesn't. This source is Vine's Expository Dictionary of Old and New Testament Words. This teaching is not designed to offend anybody or to condemn anybody, but it's to bring biblical information so that you and I at the end of our life will not say to Yahweh we were lawless because we didn't know any better. Or we were lawless because we never were taught these things. Because remember in Matthew 7, 21 to 23, he says, I never knew you. Remember last week's teaching concerning you can love Yahweh and not know Him. You can love Yahweh and you're still involved in paganism. Why? Because you've never been taught the truth or you have been taught, but you have chosen to hold on to your religious traditions after the doctrines of men, which Yahshua said makes Yahweh's word have no effect. The Catholic Church slash Constantine, who worshiped sun gods and Tumus, just substituted the Hebrew Messiah for Tammuz so the people would think they're worshiping the Hebrew Messiah and not a pagan deity. And Christianity has followed along in this deception. For the most part, those that have, it's because they do not know 
the truth. They have not studied to show themselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth, Yahweh's laws and commandments, and they've not researched or have accepted that Christianity and much of what they teach is rooted in paganism. And I know this is very controversial, and I know this is hard to swallow. But nonetheless, it's the truth. And Yeshua said, when you know the truth and you continue in it, then you are his disciple. And then the truth will set you free. We too were just as deceived before Yahweh opened our eyes. And I pray that your eyes will be open if they haven't already. And that you would have the understanding that the cross or any other pagan or form of paganism you should not participate in it at all. You should celebrate and keep the Sabbath, not Sunday. You should celebrate Yahweh's feast and not participate in this world's Babylonian pagan holidays like Christmas and Easter and Halloween, etc. When you look up the word in the New Testament, meaning the word cross, you'll find in the original language that it means either a stake or tree or a beam. It never means a cross beam. Now, Let's just look at a few scriptures. In John 19, verse 17, it says, And he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha. Now, if the New Testament was written in Hebrew, why did it say there in the Hebrew tongue? That's... That's something interesting. Now, let's look up that word cross. And it is the Greek word S-T-A-U-R-O-S. Storos. And it is G-2476. The Strong's number. And it means a stake or post that is set upright that is specifically a pole as an instrument of capital punishment. All right? And if you 
research that, you will find that. So let's, let's just go to a few other scriptures. And one of the awesome things, if you have a Hebrew Roots Bible, whether um, Yahweh Restoration Ministries has a good one, the Hebraic, um, what's it called, babe? Hebraic uh, Roots Bible, um, the ISV Bible. Um, here, let's go to all those versions. Translate that word stake or pole. All right, let's go to a few other verses. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 1.17. And it says... For Messiah sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the stake of Messiah should be of none effect. Now, the English translations say the cross of Christ. Okay, but... That's what they translated it because they wanted you and I to accept that the cross is biblical. But when you go and research what it meant in the Hebrew or Greek, it does not mean that. I personally believe that the whole scripture was written in Hebrew because none of the disciples were Greek or Romans. Paul was a Roman, and he understood Greek, but the rest of Mo, I mean, and except for the very well-educated, they understood either Paleo-Hebrew or Aramaic-Hebrew, some form of Hebrew. They were not Greek-minded people. Another thing that a brother Michael Spence shared with me some years ago, and I never forgot it, that the Romans were at war with Hebrew people. So they were an enemy. Why would they speak their language or, or use their language to translate the scriptures? They wouldn't. All right, um, in Galatians 6.14, it says, But Yahweh forbid that I should glory except in the stake of Yahshua HaMashiach, our Messiah, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Look in Ephesians 2.16, that he might reconcile both unto Yahweh in one body by the stake, having slain the enmity thereby. All right, one more, Philippians 2.8. And I'm just grabbing a, a few of these just to show you that... It's not translated cross. 
That's the English translation. In Hebrew Bibles, it's translated stake or pole. It says, Philippians 2.8, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the stake. All right? So those are just a handful of scriptures that reveal that the cross was, the, the word cross was added to the scripture. And yet Yahweh in the Torah says, do not add anything. Or take away anything from the scripture. They took away stake. Constantine, Catholicism, Christianity takes away stake, takes away pole, and adds cross. Why? They want you to continue in the worship of Tammuz, thinking you're worshiping Messiah Yahshua. And now, granted, I know that many do this ignorantly, but nonetheless, it's still being done, and it's still pagan worship. All right. We are not to have anything to do with any form of paganism. And that includes wearing a cross, having a cross in your house. It's a pagan symbol, and it'll open the door to the demonic. A T cross is a pagan symbol. Having a cross as part of your worship or testimony reveals you and your worship and your religion has pagan roots and is pagan even if you don't realize it. Again, I understand most Christians do not understand this because they've never been taught this, just like we were not. I believe according to Yahweh's instructions, he hates paganism and the worship of pagan deities, especially when they try to get you to think you are worshiping Yahweh or honoring Yahshua. See, and that's, that's the key thing in it. They are trying to, and they have succeeded for, for many centuries to get people that really love the Creator thinking they're worshiping Yahweh and, and the Messiah, but they're honoring Tammuz. They're worshiping Tammuz. They're keeping Tammuz's day, Sunday, instead of the day Yahweh has made. What does the scripture say about the day that Yahweh has made? I will rejoice and be glad in it. What day is that? That's the day Yahweh has made. And that is the Shabbat. Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's the day that he wants you to rest. 
That's the day that he said from the very beginning he wanted you to keep set apart. And it didn't change in the, the New Testament. Yeshua didn't change it. Paul didn't change it. Peter didn't change it. Who changed it? Constantine in 325 AD and then Catholicism and then Christianity. This is why Paul said in the book of Timothy to study, to show yourself approved, rightly dividing the word of truth. And what is the word of truth? We know it can only be Yahweh's laws and commandments. Yahshua, the 12 apostles, the, the first Believers, they all kept Yahweh's laws and commandments. They all kept the Sabbath set apart. They all honored Yahweh's feast days. Think about this. Everything that was a major, a major um, spiritual thing, Yahweh did on a feast day. He delivered the children of Israel out of bondage on a feast day or right after it right after passover yeshua was born on a feast day not december 25th yeshua was crucified on a feast day passover yeshua was resurrected from the dead on a feast day first fruits Yahweh's spirit came upon all men on a feast day, Shavuot. And Shavuot was also the day that Yahweh gave the Torah, his instructions, his laws and commandments to Israel. And Yeshua will return on a feast day. The spring feast, he's already fulfilled. Fall feast, we're anticipating him to fulfill them. And as this is in June of 2023, the fall feast day starting in September or the ninth month and the 10th month, we are going to excitedly anticipate that it's possible that this year, Messiah will return. I'm not saying he will, but every fall feast, we anticipate his return. Why? He does everything on a feast day. And so, to believe the lie that Constantine, Catholicism, and Christianity have taught that the feasts have been done away with, it is so ignorant when you truly study things out from a Hebrew perspective and not from a pagan perspective, not from a, a Roman culture perspective, not from a Western perspective, but from a Hebrew perspective. So if Yahweh has done so many great and mighty things on feast days, Yeshua healed many 
on the Shabbat, which is a feast day. It's a weekly feast day, the scripture says. So if Yahweh did so many major spiritual things on feast days, why in the world would Yeshua undo that? He wouldn't. He kept Torah. He kept the feast days. He honored them. Paul honored them. Paul kept them. Kept them. All right. So we need to study to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth. Do your own research. Just Google the origin of the cross Tammuz. And you'll get so much information and information that even some Christian ministries agree with that the cross is idolatry, that the cross comes from Babylon, comes from pagan worship, and we're not to have any part of it. It cannot be Christianized. You not, cannot take something that is evil and wicked and make it into something that Yahweh or Yeshua is going to use to represent their kingdom. Won't happen. Now, when you do this, it may shock you. It may shock you. It may blow you out of the water. But when you research it, you will understand it. When you research it, and you see just how unbiblical our belief system through Christianity has been and the lies that we have been taught, you, the only thing you, you can say is, Yahweh, how was I so ignorant? Please forgive me. And see, when you are a believer that loves Yahweh, but you might not know him as Yahweh, you may know him as G-O-D because that's what you were taught. But if you really love him and you really base your life on the scriptures, when you see something from the scriptures, you will turn away from whatever it is you thought was true and you will turn to what is true. And whatever is true has to have a foundation from the prophets and from the Torah, Yahweh's laws and commandments. And so this is not to condemn anybody, but this is to bring you information so you will not be ignorant of Satan's devices, as Paul said. You will not perish because of a lack of biblical knowledge. You may have a lot of Christianity knowledge. You may have a lot of Catholicism knowledge. You may have a lot of knowledge that you have learned that has been slanted 
and mixed with paganism, but you need Hebraic knowledge. You need knowledge according to Yahweh's laws and commandments. Not according to Judaism, not according to the rabbis added Torah, the rabbis added laws and commandments, but according to Yahweh's original laws and commandments. And when you are a person that loves the Creator, but you didn't know His name, now you're learning His name, Yahweh, Yahshua, or Yahweh is how you say it in the Hebrew. But in English, we just say Yah or Yahweh or Yahshua. When you really have a love for him, you'll adjust your theology to be in line with his laws and commandments. You will follow the Messiah that he kept Yah's laws and commandments. And he exposed the added laws and commandments of man's traditions just like we are exposing man's traditions of the cross, Constantine's, Catholicism, Christianity's, pagan, sun, God, Tammuz worships, traditions of the cross so that we would not be deceived. And here's the key thing. What did the Apostle Paul say about those that were involved in idolatry? He said they would not inherit the kingdom of Yahweh. I mean, that is, when you read that, here, let's just... Let's just turn there and we'll, we'll read it as we close this out. In Galatians chapter 5, and I believe, um, let's see, yep, here we are. Verse 19, it says, now the deeds of the flesh are obvious, which are adultery, sexual immorality, uncleanness, lustfulness, idolatry, sorcery, which is witchcraft, hatred, strife, jealousies, outbursts of anger, rivalries, divisions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these of which I forewarn you. That those who practice these things will not inherit Yahweh's kingdom. Will not inherit Yahweh's kingdom will not inherit Yahweh's kingdom. Ouch, ouch, ouch. It says it. So Father, we just worship you. We desire to inherit your kingdom. 
We desire to come out from all idolatry and every other work of the flesh and every other work of paganism and every other thing that we have been taught that is rooted in paganism and not in Torah. And Father, we ask you to forgive us. We ask you to forgive us of being ignorant. And we ask you to teach us your truth. We ask you to cleanse us of all unrighteousness by the blood of the Passover lamb, Yahshua the Messiah. And Father, we thank you that you are faithful and just and merciful to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And we pray, Father, that you would take this teaching, this word, not just through us, but through many believers in your kingdom and spread it throughout the world, that those that the enemy has deceived into thinking they're worshiping Yahweh and Yeshua and obeying the scriptures, but are deceived into worshiping actually Tammuz, Baal, and Hasatan, Yahweh opened their eyes. Open their eyes and bring them to your truth. Reveal it to them line upon line, scripture upon scripture. And forgive them, Yahweh. And Father, we praise you. Father, we worship you. We thank you. We once were there, so we do not condemn anybody. We loved you, but we did not know you. We did not know what is of you and what is not of you. Just like many people today. So Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your long suffering and your patience while we were ignorant. And we praise you that we are no longer ignorant in this area. And we pray not to be ignorant in any area. And so, Father, we just bless you. We worship you. I pray this was a blessing to you. If you want to connect with us, you can connect with us on our website, YahwehYeshuaAssembly.com. You can connect with us on our um, Facebook page, Yahweh Yeshua Assembly. We also have a group, Yahweh Yeshua Assembly. Or you can connect with me, Mark Pulley, on Facebook also. You can connect with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly on Twitter. I'm just learning how to use Twitter. Don't, not really that great at it. I'm not great at a lot of social stuff. So, you know, be patient with me. And any suggestions on how to get his word out greater, I would welcome those uh, instructions. So, Father, we bless you, and I pray for the listener. Yahweh, bless them. Yahweh, make your face shine upon them. <laughs> Yahweh, lift up your countenance upon them. Yeah. Yahweh, open their eyes. Yahweh, make a way for them in every area of their life where there seems to be no way. Those that are hurting, those that are struggling, those that are, are in very difficult uh, situations, Breakthrough. Those that have had 
demonic things attach themselves. Those that are suffering with cancers, lupus, those that the enemy is trying to take out. Father, have mercy upon them and stop the devourer. Stop the thief and bind him off of their lives by the power of your name. And Father, we just worship you. We worship you, Yahweh, for the fullness of the power of your name. And Yahweh, bless the people by the power of your name. Until next time, be whole, be complete, be lacking nothing. That is what shalom means. Shalom, shalom.